Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman, in an effort to arm himself against the sonic power of Butcher Stark's voice, prepares to undergo a series of dangerous tests in which he will pit his might against the overwhelming force of sound. All right, Johnson. I'm ready. Are you are you sure you want to go through with this, Superman? Of course I'm sure. But you know what happened when you came up against the sonic power in Stark's voice. This projector is a hundred times stronger. I know what I'm doing, Johnson. If I can learn to stand up against the projector, I can meet Stark on his own ground. So go on, turn on the power. Give it to me wide open. <laughs> Gang, have you ever really looked at the stars? I mean more than just a glance to see how pretty they are. Well, try it some clear night when most of them are visible, and you will see that there are enough interesting things in the heavens to keep you going for the rest of your life. For instance, just imagine that you could hitch onto a passing comet. By the time you grew to be an old man, you would perhaps have seen most of the planets. But you would never get anywhere near the stars, because traveling at the rate of 200 miles a second, it would take you 4,000 years to reach the nearest star. And for even a better idea of the immense distances... I can tell you that the light from some of the stars you see tonight started on its way to the Earth in the days of the caveman. So you're really looking at a tremendous amount of space when you gaze overhead at night. Of course, men haven't always thought of space like that. Why, way back in history, men began wondering about the sun, the moon, and the stars, and in their ignorance, they decided that the sun and the moon were father and mother gods traveling around the Earth. The ancient Greeks did a tremendous amount of thinking about the stars and tried to figure explanations for them. The poets imagined animals and heroes in the stars and named most of our constellations like Orion the Hunter and the Great and Little Bears, while the mathematicians spent their time reckoning what made all the planets and stars keep moving. Finally, an Egyptian by the name of Ptolemy, after extensive research and years of study, came to the conclusion that everything revolved around the Earth. This seemed to make sense, but it was all wrong. In just a little while, I'll tell you why. So keep listening. And now, the adventures of Superman. Now at large, after escaping from Superman a second time, Butcher Stark, the ruthless killer with the deadly power of sound in his voice, is a constant threat to law and order, especially since his alliance with the Scarlet Widow, which has created one of the most formidable criminal partnerships ever known. Realizing his only hope of ever defeating Stark lies in overcoming the power of his voice, Superman has decided on an exhaustive series of tests Hitting his might against the destructive force of ultra-high-frequency sound. And to that end, we find him now with Bruce Wayne, the famous Batman, in the sonic laboratory in the mountains. Speaking quickly, the man of steel outlines his plan to Carl Johnson, the laboratory technician. 
As I understand it, Johnson, your sound projector is a hundred times more powerful than Butcher Stark's voice. Is that right? Yes, Superman, it is. All right, then. If I can learn how to take that amount of sound, dealing with Stark will be a picnic in comparison. But but what if you can't take it, Superman? That's what we're going to find out right now. No, if anything happened to you, I'd I'd feel like a murderer. Listen, Johnson, if we don't do anything to put an end to Stark's power, we'll all be murderers. So let's not argue about it anymore. We've got work to do. I know, but He's right, Carl. Go on, help him. All right, but I'd rather do it outside. Outside? What difference does it make? Well, it's for Superman's own protection. Now, wait a minute. I don't want to... I'm sorry. If I'm going to do this, you'll have to let me do it my own way. Well, all right, but I still don't see why we have... If something should go wrong, if you find you can't absorb the sound, you'll be trapped in the room. You won't be able to get away from it. Why not? You can always turn off the projector, can't you? Yes, yes, but I can't control the afterimage. The what? The afterimage. It's sort of an echo that reverberates in the room for some time after the projector has been turned off. And it may be just enough to injure Superman. I see. But outside, that echo is diffused, is that it? Yes, there's nothing to confine it out there. So it scatters almost immediately. Isn't there any danger of harming someone outside? Oh, we're pretty well isolated out here. It'll be quite safe, I assure you. Well, all right, let's go. Oh, wait, we'll have to get this projector out on the roof of the lab. And it won't be an easy job. It weighs almost half a ton. Oh, don't let that worry you. What do you mean? You forget, Johnson. This man is Superman. Oh, yes, of course. Now, just tell me what is to be moved where, and we'll be ready to go to work in no time. Well, Johnson, all set now? Almost, Superman. Now, look, Superman, you sure you want to go through with this? Let's not start that again, Bruce. Okay, okay. And suppose you do get through it all right. Suppose you learn how to withstand the power of Stark's voice. Then what? Then we start looking for him. Look for him? For all the news we've had about him, he might just as well have fallen down a well somewhere. Don't you worry. We'll pick up his trail sooner or later. Don't forget, the Scarlet Widow is too smart to be satisfied with a simple bank robbery. She knows she's got something in Stark, and she's going to make the most of it. No doubt. You know, I can hardly believe she's back. I thought she was dead. Yeah, I thought so, too. Seeing her there in the airport really threw me off stride. Gave Stark his chance to overcome me. I shouldn't wonder. All right, Superman, I'm ready. Good. Go on, Bruce. You better get back there with Johnson. Okay. Good luck. Thanks. And cheer up, will you? You're not going to a funeral. Well, I I certainly hope not. Your helmet tight, Bruce? Yes, but why do I have to wear it out here, Carl? You're beaming the sound away from us, aren't you? Yes, but I'm not taking any chances. How about it over there? Okay, Superman. Here goes. Hey. What's the matter with the projector? I don't hear anything. Oh, this sound is way above the range of the human ear. But Superman feels it. Look at him. Great Scott, he's reeling. Shut it off, Carl, shut it off. No, wait. He's recovering. There, look at him. He's walking right into the sound, literally holding back the sound waves with his hands. Great gun. All right. This is too easy. What are you doing, Johnson? Kidding me? No, just working up by degrees. Stand by now. Here comes more. Oh, Johnson, you've knocked him off his feet. Yes. But look, he's fighting back. Yeah. He's still in trouble. Look at him weave around. The pressure seems to be affecting his sense of balance. He's certainly a glutton for punishment, Bruce. He always was. Look, Johnson, he's not weaving around as much now. No, he's straightening out. I think he's licked it. Oh, but this is only half the power. Oh, that's enough. Turn it off again. Hey, what's the idea? You've proved your point. No sense going on with this. Johnson, did you use full power? Well... He used enough. Did you, Johnson? No, I only used half. And the test isn't finished. Give it to me again. And this time, open up all the way. Look, be reasonable, will you? Are you ready, Johnson? Oh, wait, Superman. I don't think we can continue the test. Why not? Well, look at the ground all around you. What about it? Even using half the power, we've killed every blade of grass and weed oh. and opened cracks in the ground. 
I'm afraid the power of sound might start a landslide. Hey, I never thought of that. We can take care of that very easily. Up! Up! Can you reach me up here, Johnson? Well, yes, but I... All right, then, let's go. Okay, if you insist. I want full power. Open your sound projector all the way. Anything you say, stand by. Keep your fingers crossed, Bruce. Or rather, I've got them crossed so tight they ache. Here goes. Let her come. Watch him closely, Bruce. I am. Hey, say, it isn't having any effect on him. How come? What's going on down there? The projector isn't aimed right. Wait a minute. Now. There. That's a good right. Good Lord, he's falling. No, no. He, he hit the ground and he isn't moving. Horrified, Bruce Wayne and Johnson stand frozen. And the man of steel lies still on the ground before them. His red cape twisted and crumpled around him. Has Superman finally succumbed to a power greater than his own? A force even stronger than kryptonite? We'll know in a moment, gang, so keep listening. Gang, you remember I was telling you earlier about the ancient Greeks' idea of the heavens in which they thought of the stars, planets, sun, and moon as revolving around the Earth. Now, this idea was accepted until somebody started wondering about the planet Jupiter, which refused to move the right way. At last, in the 16th century, a man named Copernicus realized that the Earth and planets were traveling around the sun. And a little later, Galileo invented the telescope. Then people really started learning the truth about what goes on in the skies. With the aid of the telescope, man learned that the sun was just a tiny, tiny star, and that it, with hundreds of thousands of other stars, formed a tremendous group, which was called a galaxy. Now, you can see a great part of that galaxy in the sky without the aid of a telescope. It's the big strip of mistiness often called the Milky Way. That mist is made up of millions of stars too far away to be seen clearly. And that's not all. Way up in the sky is a pinpoint of light known as the constellation Andromeda. And that, believe it or not, is really in another galaxy many times bigger than the Milky Way. So it makes you wonder, here on Earth, which is actually but a tiny piece of the universe, we have people fighting madly for a little piece of land or a little power over what is actually just a tiny speck of dust whirling among billions of other specks in space beyond our comprehension. Seems silly, doesn't it? When you think of it in such terms, and even sillier, when you consider that the universe goes on and will continue to go on long after each despot makes his puny bid for power. Think that over. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Testing himself against the power of sound in order to meet Butcher Stark on equal terms, Superman was hit by a sonic wave containing the full strength of the projector. And before the horrified eyes of Bruce Wayne and Carl Johnson plummeted helplessly earthward. Superman, you all right? Yes, but... Ah, you really threw the book at me that time, didn't you? Well, you you asked for full power. Yes, I know I did. Ah. Well, all right, let's try it again. No, you can't. You've had enough. Let me be the judge of that, Bruce. Go on now, Johnson. Get back to that projector. We'll try it again. Superman, we're ready. Fine, keep the beam steady. I'm going to try rushing it this time. All right, be careful, will you? Don't worry. Turn it up. Here it comes. And here he comes. What happened? I didn't feel a thing. I don't know. The projector is on. Then keep it on. I'll go out and try it again. Up, up, and away. Hey, Scott, look at him travel. He's turning now, coming back. Watch him. Still don't get any reaction. Why, I don't understand it. The sound waves are going out full strength. Wait a minute. I think I've got it, Superman. What? Look, your speed, it's the speed of light. Yes? 
As you rush through the air toward the projector, your speed probably sets up a shock wave which overpowers and dissipates the sound wave. Great, Scott. You may be right. The sound waves haven't had a chance to reach Well, you. I'll be... You've done it, Superman. That's the answer. Yes, so it seems. But now we need the answer to another question. Where do we find Butcher Stark? And as Superman ponders his next move, the answer is being supplied at this moment by a news service bulletin being teletyped all over the country. For immediate release, all newspapers. Chicago, July 20th. The bodies of two racketeers were found in a wrecked car on the lake shore. Although the car was a total loss, there was no evidence of a crash or explosion, and the causes of death are still a mystery. In addition, a boy, identified by papers in his possession as Dick Grayson, was found unconscious some distance from the car and is now in the city hospital in serious condition. So Butcher Stark and the Scarlet Widow have made their next move. And Dick Grayson, who is Robin, Batman's young friend and partner, is one of their victims. What will happen now? Gang Superman really goes into action tomorrow, so don't fail to listen. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for Chapter 11 of The Voice of Doom on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston Straight Shooters. This is a mutual broadcasting system.